Hello and welcome to another episode of Tracy Takes On, the show that talks about all things political. I am joined as usual by my guest panelist, Charles, and we're a little short today, but we're going to just keep on pressing on. And so we're going to talk today about a couple of things that I wanted to get off. First off, I want to talk about, um, I call it a terrorist attack that took place a couple of Wednesdays ago. Um, the lone black um, Trump supporter who protested is still in jail while his white counterparts have been released on bond. What do you make of that? I know I have my thoughts, but. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's America, you know, uh, and whatever he's done, others have done worse. And you're right, they're sitting at home. I look back at uh, Khalif Browder, who sat in jail for Rikers Island for three years still in a backpack and meanwhile the girl that stole the laptop from Pelosi and was trying to sell it to Russia she's at home on house arrest with her mom so you know it's uh, it's just yeah it's just that that racism is still there it's not going anywhere and you think he would have known better. You think he would have had enough common sense to know, wait a minute, I'm black. Like people get arrested at higher rates than white people. Why don't I just stay at home? But no, he just gets up there and decides to protest. I'm almost like, that's just what you get. But then on the other hand, like you just said, um, it's just another example of white privilege going on. And that's the core of this and I wish that the media would address this, but I haven't seen anybody address it just yet, not in a way that's substantive, but um, yeah, he's still sitting in jail. I don't know what his bail is, um, but he has not posted bail and I think he's been in jail for about- I don't think he got bail. Yeah, so, I don't think he did. I, yeah. I think he didn't get any bail, but the other ones were out of bail except for um, that one that dressed like the Korean Pooh Bob, I can't think of his name. The one that wanted the organic meals in jail. Mm -hmm. um, I can't Lee, I think that was his name. Yeah, I can't Lee. think of his name. Um, yeah. Yep. And also to note, um, I know you'll have thoughts about this. Um, the impeachment, well, the second impeachment trial of former president, well, I refuse to call him president of Trump is going to start. What do you think is going to come out of there? Nothing. Probably, you know, really not probably going to end up the same way it ends. You know, I guess my problem is right now is that Chuck Schumer and the Democratic Senate uh, or the Democrats in the Senate, they're, you know, they're, they're just weak. You know, they haven't even taken over yet. They haven't, the, the committees, they haven't taken over the committees yet. They haven't taken, Chuck Schumer hasn't taken over as leadership yet. You know, they're 
arguing about this filibuster and uh, the GOP, you know, they're just trying to hold on to power by any means necessary. I mean, you know, they used their nuclear option for the past, what, four years to fast track all their judges into place. Now they want to take away that power from the Democrats. So they can't use it, you know. It, the Democrats have the majority. I don't know what they're waiting for, why they don't take this over. And then I don't understand too is why this round Leahy is gonna be the uh, preside as the judge over the, the trial instead of uh, the chief justice. You so know, it's been with Roberts. The, okay, I must've missed that. Yeah, Roberts is not is not doing it. That's what uh, I've been hearing, uh, and I don't I don't understand that. But I guess my I don't even care about the impeachment. You know what I don't understand is why we aren't going to trial. Why aren't charges being preferred against the uh, against Trump? now that he's out of office, you know, for inciting a riot, you know, it wouldn't have taken this long yeah, it if, would, yeah. if he was black or if he just a regular old citizen who said, you know, let's go down there and fight. And then uh, you didn't, even if he said, you know, mentioned something about nonviolence, he still said, go down there and fight. And when they did do that, it took them over, what, two hours to get the guard to go to finally go in there. Uh, and they need to be bringing up and talking to everybody from the time they request they first requested a guard until the guard was finally deployed because people were saying no it wasn't their job to send the the national guard or they weren't going to send the national guard until about two hours later and finally somebody sent the national guard i guarantee you if that was isis a Black Lives Matter riding and storming the Capitol like that, the National Guard would have been there in probably about 15 minutes at the most. So, you know, like I say, the whole thing is just, it's just racism. They've been talking about not charging some of the, the rioters when, uh, and again, you know, if all those riders had been black, you know, I'm sure they would have they would have charged them all. They would have uh, they wouldn't have cared about them uh, uh, filling the courts up with cases and stuff. So, you know, uh, America, you know, it's just it, it, it's just that racism isn't going anywhere. You know, they want to be in charge and. 
um, there's two reasons I think that they're putting off the trial. One of them has to do with the cabinet that Biden's trying to get um, installed in. I know that's one of them. I forget the other reason, but if I'm correct, which I could very well not be, I thought the trial started next week. I was pretty sure it started February the 9th is when the trial actual trial starts because the managers are taking it to the Senate today. That's what they're doing today. But the trial itself won't start until next week. So I'm pretty sure there's going to be a trial. I'm just not, I guess I'm, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some Republicans that vote for a conviction, but I don't think it'll be really close. I think it's going to be really, really close. But it doesn't, it doesn't make a difference. You know, if I can say he needs to be in court, okay, in criminal court, that's where he needs to be. And if he's convicted in a criminal court, uh, he won't be able to run for office after that. He might be in prison. But, you know, just just to say you, you, I mean, basically the only outcome of this is he can't run for office again. That's, that's basically it. And I just don't know if they're going to get 17 Republicans just to, uh, to say that, that uh, he can't run for office. And, and, but I guess they'll be on record that they, this is the stand that you took, you know, that, uh, you know, deep down what he did, if he had been a different person, you would have probably voted to impeach him, but it's Trump, so. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I partially agree with some of what you're talking about in terms of why the Dem Democrats refuse to use their power. I mean, I know you've been on this show since the beginning, and I keep saying that the Democratic Party acts like they don't want to win. They do the silliest things. It's like, okay, now you have you have the House, you have the Senate, and you have the presidency. Now is the time for you to exercise some of that power. But for some reason, Chuck Schumer is making, trying to, you know, make agreements with sharing power with Mitch McConnell, which literally make no sense to me. I don't know what the end game is. And maybe, you know, I don't see the day-to-day um, rambling to that, but I'm with you. It just literally makes no sense. You all, the Democratic Party begged people, you know, vote for us. We're the better party. Now we voted for them, and this is what you're doing with it. You're doing absolutely nothing with this power, and you're not, they're not going to have this in two years. The House is probably going to go back to Republican. The Senate may stay Democrat, but they're not going to have this now. If they're going to add, now is the time to do it. Well, if if Trump goes through with his threat to make MAGA a third party, yeah, I, I think maybe, you know, the Democrats will stay in charge because you're going to split the Republican vote then if Trump 
makes the MAGA, you know, if you got two Republicans running against one Democrat, you know, you kind of splitting up your vote then on the ballot. So yeah, I'm but not so sure. if he forms that third party, and I'm a part of a third party, so I know um I know what it takes to form a third party. He's got to get on the, let's just say he's the party nominee. He's the nominee for president. We're going to just assume he stays out of prison, assumes that he's um, he's not going to go to jail. So he's the party nominee, right? He's got to hit the ballot. There's a certain percentage in every state that he has to get in terms of writing in people. That's, that is very, 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 very difficult to do. I mean, yeah, but you're talking about somebody who got uh, what 170 million votes. You're not talking about Joe Blow that just walked in off the street to said he's gonna start a third party. You got a following that's gonna follow you. But what I'm saying is now your following is coming from the Republican Party, so you're snatching away from from them you know everybody's not going to follow you but you'll probably have enough to be on the sit at the big boys table or the grown-ups table you know you won't be at the little, little kiddies table now we are joined by cat cat um who came in at the very very last minute i begged him like please come in so say hello cat Hello everyone, um, glad to join in. Sorry if you see the disaster around me, um, filming from my studio, which I don't normally have anybody in but me <laughs> and my hubby. Yeah, so what we're talking about now is, um, we were talking about Trump possibly forming a third party. Um, Charles seems to think it's going to be easy and I'm like, no, third parties in the United States, it's hard to get all those signatures it's hard to get people to sign them. Um, it's a fascinating idea of them splitting the Republican vote. But I don't know if it happens. I think what will happen is if that third party gets big enough, you're going to see the Republican Party take some of those ideas of that third party and just say, okay, we're taking you all back. I, 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 I think I agree with both of you. This is, sounds a bit odd, but um, number one, yep, I think Trump has every intention of having a third party. I think the push is coming from the uh, side where you're looking at the banner and, and the Mercer people. And uh, because they want to descend into pure fascism. But on the other, where I agree with Tracy, getting a third party up and going in the US. I know in Canada here, any of the secondary parties really haven't really come forward enough as much as we would like. And in the US, it's probably even more challenging from what I've seen. The thing that I see evolving is essentially, like Tracy said, is it will be a third party, but it will completely overcome. But historically, that's not what happened when we were dealt with the Weimar Republic, which the, uh, the rise of the new party actually eliminated pretty much any of the existing parties, Democrat, everything, just to be who they are. And I think that's 
that's also something that's a possibility and they'll let Trump be the figurehead because everyone's, I, I believe strongly that we know Trump's not the brains behind any of these outfits. Mr. No, Stable Genius, is, it, it, it's <laughs> not. It's, there's people that are, you know, have paid him to be their commercial representative and that's essentially what he is until they can't prop him up to be on stage anymore. And what I'm thinking, what you said, Charles, is a good point. If he if he's successful in this, one, he's never been successful in anything he's done. The USFL went bankrupt. He's got hotels that have been bankrupt. Airlines have been bankrupt. He wasn't successful as president. I don't know if he somehow lucks up and says, okay, I got this third party. And somehow, because I know in Indiana you had to have I want to say 20, no, you have to have 10,000 signatures or something like that. And then they throw away a good portion of them. So if they can coordinate people to go out and get signatures, get them on the ballot, run them, who does he get as his running mate? It's not probably going to be Mike Pence because Pence is going to want to get back to the Republican Party. Who is it out there that he gets in what is going to be his campaign? I was president once. Look what I did. I don't, I guess that's the part I don't get. Well, I don't think, you know, I mean, he seems to be a deluded person and a vindictive person. And I'm not sure if he was doing this to win more than he's doing this to punish the party. Yeah. You know, he wants to demolish yeah. the party, punish them for uh, not supporting him. So, and I was thinking, you know, if that was to happen, he would, uh, you know, Democrats would have a good chance of being in charge again uh, or staying in charge. Because you know you got now you got two conservatives on the ballot running against one Democrat. Um, it might it might work. It 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 might not work. But I don't think he would have the problem of getting the signatures the that he needs because he just because of of the the votes that he got as uh, president in this election, you know, so. Mm -hmm. That's a good point I never thought of. Yeah, he's uh, essentially, like Charles said, he's he's holding the Republicans hostage. Let's be honest, people didn't vote for the Republicans. They voted out of, like we discussed on Progressive Queens this weekend, they voted out of resentment. They voted out of, they're tired, they've been fighting, and when he decides to pull up and push over, then he, that's if the Republicans aren't going to do what he wanted, and he wanted a lot of things done that last week well, that he was in power that they landed up not doing for whatever reasons. I won't give him any kudos for saying no to him after four years of saying yes. But I think he's got them over a barrel in a lot of respects, like Charles said, and it can turn around and uh, 
it can, it'll be a decision maker. He, you know, essentially, I guess the phrase that it, you could almost go back to that, oh, I hate to say it in regards to the orange stain is he'll be a kingmaker. And the sad part is it's not really even him doing it. You know, sad, pathetic. It'll be the people in the background telling him who they want to have next. Yeah, because I'm thinking, of, and I guess I'm, I'm about to show my age when the tea party started. No, let me backtrack. I'm gonna go back. I'm I'm thinking of the Reform Party with um, mm -hmm. Ross Perot. Right, uh, mm -hmm. I'm going back that far. I'm thinking about how that. It was successful to a point. Of course, Ross Perot didn't win, but it allowed Bill Clinton to, yeah, I see what you're saying, Charles, because it did allow Bill Clinton to get mm -hmm. votes because essentially Perot split the Democrat, I mean, the Republican vote. Some Republicans voted for Bush and then others voted for Perot. So yeah, that, that's an interesting point that I hadn't even thought of. I mean, it, I mean, I just thought, okay, because I'm thinking of the, the signature laws in Indiana, they are so difficult. You gotta have, they have to be registered to vote. They have to, you know, sign their own name, address. I mean, they have to fill out a lot of things just to get a signature. It's not just getting a signature. It's saying that you want this person to be on the ballot. And of course, there's always write-in. I didn't, I just kind of took that out of the equation too. Because you could very well have somebody in 2024 write his name in. I don't know how successful you know, that is. I just don't think a write-in would would work. I just I really believe that because he's already played in the Super Bowl, yeah. that it would be easier for him to get back to the Super Bowl again because you know all those states. That did support him. I would expect them to to sign those petitions to put on the ballot. I really believe that his name would would end up being on the ballot. Like I say, he's not Joe Blow that just walked in off the street who's trying to start a third party. He's he's known. He's already sat up there in the White House, and and. Uh, and you know, went so far as to almost start a war, a civil war against the uh, against the government. So, well, give it a give it a percentage. What percentage is it that you're confident that Trump will start this third part? Well, I think I think you. He's starting now, is he not? Uh -huh. to, I want, give me a percentage, though. Huh? I say, give me a percentage, Charles. Give me a percentage. Like, what percentage chance do you think he's going to do it? That he's going to do this? That he's going to start a third party. I'd say, uh, I don't know, probably about, a, about 80 or 90 percent. Uh, it, it depends on how this, uh, how this, uh, uh, impeachment goes. Yeah, because we're all assuming he's not going to get convicted. We're all just like, okay, he's not going to get convicted, and we're going yeah. to... Okay, Kat, same thing. Um, give me a percentage. 
I think my percentage is pretty much the same as Charles's. I think, in fact, I believe he's already doing the background work. Well, he isn't. The powers that be for Trump are the ones that are already working on the background work in regards to a third party. Because as Charles mentioned before, and I concurred with him as well, is he's going to make every maneuver to appear that he's got a third party going because he's going to use it as a stick to get what he wants. He's got this upcoming impeachment. If then, so that's a threat. Don't vote for me, you know, vote for, uh, vote against the impeachment. And I won't push for the third party, probably is a comment that he's throwing around. He's a bully. He likes to threaten people. So, yeah, I think he's good. I, yeah, I would side for 80 to 90% chance. Look. Is it he truly a party or is it just going to be a, Bull, a stick that he can use on the Republican Party to get what he wants, and even if he does get impeached, that he can become the kingmaker for the Republican Party and utilize that. He's like he's already been to the Super Bowl. He has the ring, and he's going to try to make sure everybody kisses it for as long as he can remember that he has a finger. Wow, you guys are way higher than I am. I'm like 45%. I just don't think he, I think he's threatening it, but I don't think he, I don't think his people, because I've been a part of third party planning, I don't think his people have the guts, the energy. Oh, yes. Um, I, I, I'm saying, I'm saying 45%. Now that's just me. I could be, I was wrong about Trump getting reelected because I thought it was a sure thing. See, I was wrong about that. But I'm, you have I'm, to remember, this is the Cambridge Analytica. This is the data miners. These are the people that actually put Trump forefront previously. It wasn't it's, the Republican Party is uh, have done all their horrible things in regards to the gerrymandering and the voter suppression and everything. But what put Trump over the top was the salesmanship that he himself exhibits and what was got what happened in the social media push and right now with they've got they they've got that base ready to jump just about in any direction that he he really wants to push it the, they're ready and primed to do whatever and I don't know. I, I would say less of third party and Trump's party. He wants he wants Trump party more than absolutely anything. And whether it'll be an actual recognizable legal political party is that's a that's another question. Like Charles, do you think it'll be it'll go through all of the aspects to be a legal party, or will it just be? A bully party that Trump is going to use. You know, I'm not. I I I believe. Well, okay. Trump, forget the impeachment. Trump has all these criminal and civil uh, issues that he has to take care of too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not sure of that's how. It's it's going to affect him, you know. I mean, uh, he's got to deal with Georgia. He has to deal with Manhattan. He has to deal with uh, the civil charge of 
New York, he has to deal with all these uh, uh, other lawsuits, the sexual uh, rape charges, and you know, he's got a lot to deal with in the next four years. And, and Scotland's coming after him too? I think that's why I phrased the question in the way that I did. I was like, you know, mm. let's minus, let's just assume, because I'm assuming that he's probably going to beat the state charges too. Um, because I, I just, I cannot see anybody saying, you know what, sure, you were president, but you're going to jail. I, I don't see it. I don't think the justice system has it. I wish that. I want to be wrong so bad. I mm. want to see him in change, go into the jail, have Secret Service in there with him. Worst case scenario, what could happen is their name make him wear one of those stupid ankle bracelets. I think that would be like the most they would do. I just can't see them putting, even though I refuse to call him president, a person that held that office, I can't see them putting in jail unless like he literally went on Fifth Avenue and literally killed somebody. That's but he's killed almost 500,000 Americans in my mind. And uh, I'll go back to my data and what we've seen in other countries and Canada, my own country. Half a million Americans will be dead by the end of February. And I lay 400,000 at his doorstep. His actions, his administration's actions, there is no way that should have been allowed to happen. So in regards to shooting somebody on Fifth Avenue, he's gone beyond that. He shot 400,000 minimum Americans. He allowed them to die. And he's and even now, we, you're looking at scrambling for vaccines. There was absolutely no plan. But like yourself, I question too whether he will ever see the light of day in regards to a courtroom and a jail cell, more importantly. But as we start seeing other country's leaders, i.e. Le Pen in France, um, there's always the, the possibility, you know, precedences, there, there's a reason that they happen is because somebody decides, you know, we're going to try something different. And in my mind, if they don't do it, it's the, the next time is going to be worse. Yeah. And it will be whether it's Trump leading that, um, waving that banner or somebody else, it'll be worse. Or one of his children. Um, but yeah, possibly. Uh, yeah, I definitely wanted to move on to the next topic. Um, uh, of course, there's a new administration. I know Saturday when we chatted, Kat, I was just so happy. And you guys just bursted that balloon. I was like, somebody's got to be happy that when is out the office. Somebody's got to be with me. But now that Biden's been in office for what, almost? like what, five or six days? Um, he's taken uh, what I would be considering some actions, but I'm still like, nah, um, I'd like to see more, but how long, and I'll let you answer first, Charles, how long or how many days do you give before you start saying the administration isn't doing enough? Well, I mean, I'm not sure what, what they can do unilaterally other than just putting out these executive orders. I mean, he can put them out before the cows come home, you know, but he has to deal with Congress and 
the days shouldn't even start until the Democrats finally get some, excuse me, some balls and take over the power that they've earned. You know, mm-hmm. McConnell is still running things. The, the Republicans are still running the committees. So until that changes, uh, Biden, Biden's chances of getting stuff done would be slim. So you're not putting a day mark on it? No, I'd say you could do stuff in 100 days, but, you know, but at that 100 days shouldn't start until Congress is taken over by the uh, Senate. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, that Congress isn't taken over by the Democrats. He, you know, he's putting out these executive orders uh, trying to undo the stuff that uh, Trump did and get some COVID relief out here, but uh, he's going to have to get some legislation passed and He's not going to be, you know, day one doesn't start until with me until Chuck Schumer has the gavel and the Democrats uh, control all the committees. And what's a UK? Well, he's been, like Charles said, and as we discussed on the weekend, He's been he hit he's been hitting the ground running like I can't say there isn't an executive order that I haven't liked that he's written. I don't like governments running by executive order. To me, it's got far too much of a dictator and ultimate you know authoritarian at the top of it. But I can understand in these times with um, him not having full control, the Senate having not taken full control into uh, Schumer's hands yet, that he's having to govern in this method to get everything done as absolutely as fast as possible, first and foremost. Some of those things, you know, they were lives were, you know, lives needed to be saved, literally. And some of those changes had to come immediately. But uh, I guess I sit with Charles until he's got control is it really his administration? But then I look at it and go, but no, I want to start deducting days because he's the president. If he can't kick Schumer or Eeyore's butt, as I, Eeyore or Charlie yeah, Brown, that, whichever that, you want to cause him, call him, uh, if he can't get him to, you know, enough is enough. If he can't tell McConnell to sit down and shut up and I'm in charge now, then really, is he the leader of the Senate at, you know, at this? I'm, I get a little tiresome with this constant do as I say and not as I do. Uh, the Republicans way of managing things and orchestrating it, especially that turtle. But uh, also, you know, I think he's done a great job. But he, Did you just call Mitch McConnell a turtle? Yes. Oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure. Like, did she I didn't use profanity. I was a good girl. I was like, okay. But yeah. this is, this is, this is, you both are raising some good points. I didn't think about. I think it goes back to my original statement. I don't think the Democrats expected to win the Senate. I really don't. They aren't acting like 
When I expect something, I act a certain way. There's a certain way I You do. prepare. You prepare for it. I make plans. I sit down yeah. and say, we'll do this, 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 and this. I don't think that they thought, oh, we're going to win the Senate. And now that they have won it, I mean, before, let me jump back. Before, it was always, we can blame the Republicans. We can blame the Republicans. Well, now the responsibility falls on you. There's no more blaming the Republican Party. It's you, it's at your head. And I agree with both you, Charles, and you, Kat. If they can't tell, if, if Schumer can't tell McConnell, hey, sit down. Um, it's, it's, if your time is up, then maybe he needs to be primary. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just throwing things out there because you have some of these, you know, my favorite Democrat, and I'm saying that sarcastically, Joe Manchin, who, yeah. why, why do y'all let him in the party? I don't know. I, I, um, I, I don't, I don't. If their donors I, told them to, he'd be the leader. Yeah, I, I just, I just, I wonder, I wonder when will the Democrats like wake up? Do they always have to be in this kind of like weird, do they have to be in this weird second place? You're the head of the party now. It's time for you to act like you're the head of the party. Now you don't have to do everything Biden says and I wouldn't expect him to nor would I want him to. But the way that Nancy Pelosi, as much as I dislike her administration, she controls that house. There's nobody yep. questioning her leadership. You know good and well if you want something passed, who you're mm-hmm. going to go for. Period. I yep. wish you would pick up some of what she's doing and use that because he's just like, oh, I want to share. What's I want to say sit down, but I said that enough Saturday. I'm like, you know what? Sit down. <laughs> If you can't do it, it's time for you to be primary. Because it it just doesn't make sense to me why he's all of a sudden wanting to share power with McConnell. You have the majority. There's no power sharing if there's a majority. Unless I'm just totally missing something and I'm not getting it and I don't understand. I'm like, okay, don't under, I'm not quite getting it. There's no need to share power, and there really isn't. There's enough of a centrist uh, group within the Democrats themselves that they've got all sides covered. They've got conservative Democrats, they've got middle-of-the-road Democrats, and they've got very few leftist Democrats, very, very few, like progressive, I prefer to say. So really, the Democrats have everybody they need to be a unified party for what the people of the U.S. need. So really, there's no need for the Republican uh, engagement at the level that they keep wanting to go unity. Really? So was it unity when they gerrymandered? Was it unity when they voters suppressed? Was it unity when they wanted to throw out millions of people's votes? No. So I'm not saying get, give as good as you get, but stop bending over backwards. Yeah, that's the thing. And I, I, I'm just like, just, just, I, it goes back to my core. I think the Democratic Party, they did not expect to win the Senate. Mm-hmm. They thought maybe they do good to get one of those seats in Georgia. And then when mm-hmm. they got both, it was like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. It's crashing. They didn't over. reckon on Stacey Abrams. <laughs> well, they, they I don't, you know, I mean, I'm just like, um, 
I, I, I don't understand the theory. I don't understand the workings. Like I said, when I know I'm getting something, I puff, I prepare, I sit down and say, I'm gonna do this, 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 and this, and if this doesn't work, I'll do this. And if that doesn't work, I'll do that. And if that doesn't work, I'll do something else. And then I'll come back to it. I've got all types of plans. It's like, they're just like, okay, we don't know. Listen and hope everything comes. No. No, it's like somebody tell the Democratic Party, you have control. It's time for you to act like it. Yeah. It's and the not thing like is in... the oh, sorry, Charles. that Chuck Schumer has been the majority leader. So I I don't understand why, you know, it, it's yeah. just by one vote. It doesn't make a difference if it's one or a thousand votes, you have the majority. Yeah. You need to take the majority and Moscow Mitch needs to just shut up and just sit to the side and, you know, be the minority now. And then you start getting some of that, that legislation that's been sitting there for maybe what, a couple of years, oh. start getting them off the desk and mm -hmm. and either passed or get rid of it or start getting new stuff and you don't give up that uh that nuclear option you know you you gave it to the republicans and they used it for the past three years and now they want to take it back mm -hmm. and not let the democrats have that in order to settle for the majority and you know you don't have to the democrats don't have to do that you know they can keep you, they can keep that if you think about it the republicans have been were in control of the senate during most of obama's second term yeah the whole second term of obama yeah. republicans were like we're not gonna let you have supreme court judges we're not gonna let you pass a budget. How he got anything passed is beyond me because they had- Well, they had to throw, they had to give up so much to get yeah, anything passed. So much. And now it's like, well, okay, you can't, you cannot, they cannot use that as an excuse. So I definitely, I didn't give a percent or a number of days. And I'm being kind when I say this. I give, I gave Obama 30 days because that's just me. I, I, won't, I refuse to give a president 100 because I feel like you should already have your plans before you get into office. Um, but because this is COVID and it's a little bit different, I'm going to say I'll give him 45 days. And that's only because of COVID. Normally I say 30, you should have your plans, you should be running on them, you should be in the house getting your confirmations and all that done. But this is a little bit different. So I'm going to say 45 just to go back and answer my previous question. Um, so the next thing I wanted to talk about was the COVID-19 response. And so I don't know if you guys are watching the news, but there are now two variants. Of there's the more than two, yeah, there's actually. Um, variant globally. In England that I heard about. And then there's this one in Africa that's coming up and literally we don't even know if the vaccine is going to work. So um, 
I guess, what do you, how, what do you think the administration can do to combat this? Or is it just, there's nothing that they can do? There's actually a lot that they can do now. Um, one of the first things, of course, and this is where Biden's taking the bull by the horns and he has to, is that mass mandate in the, in the U.S. has to be hammered home 100%. And there has to be penalties without masks. Because right now you're dealing with uh, two known variants and two other variants coming out from other countries as well. There's a question of whether one of the variants actually has a higher mortality rate attached to it or whether it's just due to the speed in the viral load. But as this is all happening and uh, Toronto and actually Ontario and Canada is a good example, the variant is already showing, doing massive uh, problems in regards to the increase of people that were sick and then it petered off again. So it's gonna create some spikes. Part of the, right now they're, they're saying the vaccines were, will still be completely functional because you're not talking a big mutation. You were just talking some changes in the spike proteins. So the basic makeup of the actual vaccine is still um, close to what's necessary for COVID and hopefully will remain so. But okay, it's a year. It's been a year since it hit North America and basically got out of Wuhan. We have four variants within a year because of the amount of people that got infected. Okay. Now go forward another six months because remember the proportional represented of how many people and how many variants came out for the, this just in 2020. Now we're in 2021 where there's up to what, how many people, how many tens of thousands are infected daily? As that number increases, so does the proportion of how many variants could start presenting themselves. So literally, this is what Fauci, Fauci talked about before. We do not want to get into exponential growth of this virus while it has now happened. It is exponential growth in the countries like the US and UK that haven't managed it, it's rolling, the numbers are rolling. So now you're chasing it aggressively with the vaccines. The one advantage is having multiple vaccines that have hit the mark. So if one choose, shows itself to be ineffective, maybe there's a possibility another one will become effective. But it's, it, it's a run now. You guys are at a dead fast run and that's how the race has to be run. So I'm really glad that Biden is making decisions in that regard and he's made the right ones. Okay, what say you, Charles? I say, you know, you got to keep doing the social distancing. You got to keep the math. You need to close. Mm -hmm. Places like bars, you need to close uh, restaurants from dining in. You need to close uh, movie theaters. You know, you need to close anything where people are going to be gathering together that's not necessary for people to be gathering together. Uh, because you don't, you know, you're, you're banking on this vaccine or these vaccines 
And all you can say is, well, they're safe. Well, you know, safe isn't the, the result you're looking for. You're looking for e how effective they are. And are they, are they curbing the, the amount of deaths that are happening? Because, you know, that's, I mean, like I say, it, a year ago, it started off with one death. And now it's, it's around three, 4,000 people a day that are, are dying from it. Yep. So until then, so it's going down, uh, you're going to have a problem. And mm -hmm. so, you know, like the South African one, supposedly Moderna's not as effective uh, for combating it and now they're going into a clinical phase trial with the South African virus to see if they can get a control on that. So, you know, I, we we don't know what is is going to happen. And the best thing you mm -hmm. can do is just social distance and keep the masks on. And if you could, you know, just lock down the whole country for uh, a couple of weeks. Exactly. To, to see if, if it goes down and or you're able to identify where stuff is coming from and be able to deal with that, the problem there and, uh, and get a control on it. Yeah. Right now, everybody's on a different page doing yep. different things, and, and so nothing's going to work until everybody's on the same page. I, I definitely agree. Here's what I think may come in some problems, and I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but I have to be in this sense because what I'll say hopefully makes sense. I definitely agree there needs to be a mask mandate, absolutely positively. I absolutely think there should be penalties with it. My only concern is this. If you have people who are purposely roaming into places like Target and Walmart and, and, and CVS with no mask on protesting, it may, and hear me out on this, it may get out of hand where you're having millions and millions of people just pop up into places showing up without masks and now they have COVID or a variant thereof and now they're infected, and so now we have to treat them also. So I wonder, I wonder out loud, how would that go? I don't know. I think what should happen is definitely we need the mask mandate, but we need to frame it in the sense of, hey, I'm not just protecting me by wearing a mask. I'm actually protecting you. But I don't know if some of those protesters who don't even believe this is real are going to heed to that. I just don't know if a mask mandate, as much as I think there should be one, I don't know how effective that would be because you have, I mean, I just saw a police officer the other day arrest someone, no mask. Well, you're supposed to be the law, you're supposed to be exactly in of authority. Why are you not wearing a mask? I had to um, go to the hospital myself, ER. Everyone was wearing a mask. The, the paramedic, the guy who drove me, 
the nurse who examined me, I get in the hospital to the receptionist not wearing a mask and that's a hospital. So I just wonder if we do have this mask mandate, which I still think we need. I still think we need penalties, but how severe? I'm sort of coming around to Charles's point. We need some severe penalties. Yep. There's too many people just doing stupid things. Like I forget the name of the entertainer that threw a concert and he had everybody all packed in. I'm like, why is this person not in jail? He's putting all those people yep. in and he's just out. And I, I wish if we do make it, make it criminal penalties. Enough is enough. Over 3,000 Americans are dying a day. And I'm sorry if some people are too stupid to realize that that's what exactly is happening. But 3,000 Americans, that means a minimum of 6,000 people are grieving every day for a loss of a family member. That means 42,000 people are grieving every week. That's just putting two people to the body loss. That's 20 to 21,000 Americans every seven days are dying. So you're okay. And I'm sorry, it's criminal penalties now. And I all this is where I would go. I would attempt the mask mandate. I would attempt it for approximately two weeks. And if people aren't adhering to it and you have attached some really nasty fines to it and possibly incarcerations, then the next thing is, you know what? It's a lockdown. And that's exactly, it's a two-week lockdown, but you can't do a lockdown in the U.S. until you give people some money. You can't exactly. say stay home, but starve. That's okay. exactly what I was saying. You know, that's, you can't because do that. When we had, a, now Indianapolis, we had a lockdown. Our mayor, our governor decided he was going to listen to the Trump administration, say he wasn't a hope. So um, every city in Indiana did not do a lockdown. Um, Gary did one, Indianapolis did one, Bloomington did one, from um, the college towns, they all did theirs. When that lockdown happened, of course, we didn't get any money, but the COVID rates were somewhat decreasing. And oh, that, they will. Um, that was for like a week or two, but then some business decided, oh, we're going to sue because that's taking away our income. And I'm just like, I, I just... That's a whole nother issue about some of these judges that are saying, oh no, it's unconstitutional to make you close. No, it's not unconstitutional. It's, we need to protect the health of our people. If you're not a fire station, a police department or a hospital, and I would say a gas station because people do, there are some people that still mm -hmm. have to drive to work. If you're not one of those four, what are you doing outside? Yep, and you know what? two weeks and the thing is i find it really difficult to accept that they don't have they were able to the orange turd was able to convince people to you know we had literally people taking uh aquarium medications and considering drinking bleach we had poison controls going nuts so you're gonna tell me that you can't get somebody on that stage that can't do enough to convince a majority of people that okay we're done the mask mandate the numbers have come down to this point two work weeks worth of lockdown and we can really drop these numbers but you know what unless you can get states to do it and it has to be a federal mandate you're it's a constant case of whack-a-mole 
look at New Zealand. They they finally let a couple people in. What happened? Right away. They landed up getting an infection back there and they had to, you know, quarantine and find all the contacts. But two weeks, two weeks to just stay home, 14 days, but 14 days where people need to know that they have food, shelter, and everything else. And right now, as a government, is it really even conducive to people's health if you're saying oh by the way we're locking you up in your homes for two weeks but we're giving you no source of income and no means of obtaining any well we know that, that that's criminal within itself yeah we know the biden administration has already for some reason they want me now to believe that 1400 is 2000 and they're still not talking about monthly stipends is what we actually need they're still patting themselves on the back for this one-time payment of fourteen thousand. One good. Well, we know you promised two thousand. Charles, I haven't let you speak in a while, so go ahead, please. Well, I'm saying, you know, you can have a mass mandate, and you can have a lockdown, and you can, you know, give people uh, and and government assistance to stay in during that lockdown but the main thing you have to have is you have to be uh, willing to enforce mm -hmm. the mandate and the lockdown you, yep. you know you might have to go all the way to the extreme you know you go from giving somebody a traffic ticket to they get too many tickets they go to jail, you know, if they are mm -hmm. resilient, you know, you might have to start shooting people. So if you aren't willing to go all the way with that, you know, you, you're still wasting your time. So, you know, you give people all this money and they're going to still want to go somewhere and, and party with it because they got some, some extra money there and they won't be adhering to the lockdown you got to make them adhere like in china you know they caught somebody out on the street they were beating them with them bamboo uh canes and stuff you know same as in india yep yeah. in india they were beating them with sticks and what was it what country was um if you weren't adhering they made you participate in digging the graves um, of the COVID uh, people that had passed away. There is, I can't remember which country was doing it. I think it's more than one that if you aren't adhering instead of fines or anything, then off you go, you come to the cemetery and you dig graves until you realize. I think one thing we aren't thinking about, and I really want us to think about this is if let's just say that Biden does this mask mandate you do realize there were 17 states that sued because they didn't want to admit that Biden won the election. Who's mm -hmm. to say they won't sue again to say this mass mandate is unconstitutional? Then you oh, they probably will. I mean, you've got a whole, I mean, not to say I, I, I definitely agree we need yeah. a mandate, but how do you get past those governors in states like Indiana, Texas, um, South Carolina, North Carolina, Utah, all of those red states that are going to say, oh, no, we're not, and we're going to go ahead and not have a mask mandate. I don't know how you get around that. 
federal That's state cool. of a federal state of emergency, push it through. They'll have to file in court. If you do it, the timing will. And that's the whole thing. This is what bugs me with the Democrats. Uh, you know, and as you've said before, Tracy, they never seem to be prepared to take control. But think about it. If you know you just need a mask mandate to get through for two weeks so you can recess to see whether you have to push even harder, right? 14 days. So you put forward the mask mandate on the Thursday or the Friday. That buys you Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They're going to file for court on the Monday. You fart around, you know, like, let's be honest, like they all play their games in court. You could literally almost delay it for two weeks before it even got a hearing. If you, if, if the feds and the Democrats really got their crap together, they could do it. So even, even if it, the possibility of them losing in court was a lot higher, like, as Tracy mentioned, in those states where the 17 were, they aren't good. You can use the advantage of time on your side in the courts. And that's the thing is, is start thinking out of the box. Because yep. you know you already have these hurdles. So prepare to jump those hurdles. Don't appear to run into them. Prepare to jump them. We're going to do a mass mandate. We're going to have 17 states that aren't going to adhere to it that are going to fight us in court. So how do we manipulate this with the least amount of loss of getting it through and getting the maximum amount of benefit? And that's all. It's strategy, strategy, strategy. Then we have to tell the Biden administration that 1400 is not 2000. Yeah. I don't know where they, I'm like, did, we heard you say $2,000 checks. I know I heard it and I, I'm like, okay, let me play this back to make sure. So not only do I agree with you that we do need to think outside the box, we've got it. I mean, there's gotta be some public service announcements, some wear a mask and more people are wearing masks, but it's just to me, it still scares me when I go and I'm seeing police officers not wear them and I'm like, but you're the authority figure. Why are you not wearing a mask? And I'm looking at people in the store not wearing a mask and stores are still letting them in. Why are you letting them in? There has to, there has to be a, a penalty for some of these businesses that don't have, you know, maybe they need to have an officer there to say, okay, you can't come in because you're not wearing a mask. Go home. And you, you should have, uh, you should have a, a police officer in these stores, you know, you can't have store people. Exactly. They don't have arresting powers, you know, the police have that. So if they aren't willing to enforce these uh, mandates or laws or whatever, you know, your policies, then it's just uh, a waste of time. It's not, it's mm -hmm. not going anywhere. And they, the people in charge, they need to start thinking, well, this is gonna cost a whole lot more if we wait until tomorrow to do what we need to do today. Because yep. you know, you're just letting a situation keep deteriorating 
and deteriorating and it's going to cost you more to build it up than if you had jumped on it right when it first happened. Like think about it if and this is where I dump 400,000 in Trump's lap. If February when he found out about it and I'm Charlie I don't know you know my background I specialized in health information management and data and international classification for diseases that was my specialty when I, prior to retirement if he had got on to it back in february hadn't played the hoax game hadn't played the anti-mask game you would probably have i'm not saying you wouldn't have any but it probably the number would be closer to a hundred thousand two hundred thousand tops if you the thing is anything less of direct enforcement hasn't worked hasn't worked at all and you can't expect realist uh uh people that work in real t uh retail to take on the um to take on the policing we had a woman that owned a coffee shop up here in canada that was attacked by a customer we had a waitress in um, another small town. And I mean, she got glass. She got, you know, glass thrown at her by an anti-master customer. It's um, not, it has to have teeth in it. And the, and like Tracy mentioned, you need the police embracing it. And this is where, get some control of what's happening with these cops. I'm tired. It seems to me, we're allowing a bunch of people to be immature children. Exactly. And, it, and, it, and it's costing lives. It's costing, you know, 400,000 families in the U.S. right now are grieving. And, then, and that's the beginning and end of it. I don't want to see that number keep going up. I have so far lost two members of my family in the U.S. to COVID in Montana, you know, and it was just, we didn't even know because the rest of the family there was trying to deal with it. This is not, no, enough, you know, enough is enough and it needs to be mandated. And we're not asking to imprison people for months on end. We're asking two weeks. I think it should be longer than two weeks, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, two weeks. And you'll, well, the Toronto just did two weeks. And now, of course, as soon as the numbers start to go down, they go, oh, we're going to start opening. No, how about two weeks? Hold it for a bit. And then if, because the numbers went down, which means you don't have to do anything more. Just hold the masks and, you know, they'll keep going down. But the mistake everybody keeps doing is, they, uh, the numbers go down because of the mask mandate. And as soon as it starts to drop, they start going, oh, we'll open the bars or we'll open this, we'll open that. No, get get down to zero. Zero's the number you want. Yeah, you don't you know? want cases. And like Charles has been saying, is we need to pay people to stay at home. We oh, 100%. Need and you need to be paying people that have to work. Yeah. I mean, and that means and that means the janitors. That means the everyone. And the, yeah, I'm so tired of this essential worker. Uh, who defines essential worker? I don't know. If the toilets aren't clean, are you really wanting to use the bathroom? No, it's essential. The bathrooms are cleaned. 
Is it essential that you have, you know, somebody at the grocery store ringing out your purchases? Yes, that makes them essential too. Is it essential that we don't have garbage piling up in the streets? Yeah. You know, like, so it's just, yeah. I, I just have a hard time with how people define things. Um, I definitely agree. So um, now, Kat, here is our special guest. But each week, we do something here called Idiot of the Week, where we pick our <laughs> one-time idiot of the week, and we tell why that person is an idiot. So I'll let Charles go first, you go second, and I will go third. Well, I guess my idiot is... Uh... McCarthy, the minority leader of the House, when on riot day, he blamed Trump. And now today, he blames, he puts the blame on all of America and, and lets Trump off the hook. So that's my idiot of the week. That, that's pretty idiotic. Okay, Kat, who's your idiot of the week? I really like Charles's. <laughs> <laughs> now, sometimes we'll have to... <laughs> That's a good idea, yeah, yeah. McCarthy uh, on my list of, I'm sorry. Like, I don't, you know, I have met, and especially, like, we, there are so many intelligent people in the world. Why aren't they elected representatives? I swear, I listen to some of these people and just go... Yeah. I don't know. Your mother must have just locked you in a room sometime. You didn't learn anything. Okay. Uh, my idiot of the week and probably will be until she gets her butt kicked out of Congress is uh, to Mary Marjorie Tyler Taylor Green. Oh, the human the idiot who went, you know, first, oh, I've, I did an impeach. I submitted the documents for impeachment. And then, oh, I didn't realize it was that hard to do the documents for impeachment. And and this whole QAnon thing that she, you know, insanity that she believes in. Yeah, that she's she's mine. Those those two women that uh, and I, I I even use it. Those two possibly not human people, <laughs> Lauren Bobbitt and Marjorie Taylor Greene, are just I make double. They're twin idiots. Well, my idiot of the week is pure and simple. It's Chuck Schumer. How are you a <laughs> leader and you're talking about sharing power? Are you completely stupid? The mm -hmm. answer is yes, you are that completely stupid. I don't understand it. The Democrats have a majority. Act like you have a majority. My idiot of the week is Chuck Schumer all day and tell somebody, I'm like, somebody in New York needs to please listen to me and primary him because he is, whoo, he my idiot of the week. So I want to thank you Charles and thank you Kat for coming in at the last minute here I appreciate it um so we will see you all next week remember to like share subscribe and support me on patreon all the links are in the description have a great week everybody and goodbye all right bye Tracy bye